Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dunlap. With me today is Eric Olson. Eric has been here twice before. We heard about his digital, uh, his Array Digital and Array Law and Revel. I keep getting this wrong. Rival. Rival Digital. Rival. Rival Digital, which does HVACs and servicing, and how he broke his company up into niches and has been very successful by segmenting. He said, I, I love this phrase, the riches are in the niches, or the riches are in the niches. I don't know if it really works if you pronounce it with <laughs> um, the French accent. Uh, but And then we heard from Eric on the last segment that his biggest challenge was hiring his first employee and just the gut-wrenching feel of having to be responsible for another human being and how to, when to take that step and how to make that was his big leap and his aha moment. This week, Eric's going to share with us advice. So Eric, what, what would you tell people who are in business, starting their business, whatever it is, what are the three, two or three or whatever number of things that you think, hey, this is stuff that I knew or that I know that is, will be good for you to know? All right. Top three nuggets of advice, right? I appreciate you having me back on, Tom. Last segment, I talked about one of my early challenges and and one of the big risks that I took was hiring an employee. About three years after that, there was another really big decision that I had to make. And and that had to do with shifting the focus of the business. So um, let me back up just a little bit and uh, tell you a little bit about myself. I was a programmer. I wrote code for websites and for uh, databases and those kinds of like heavy duty kind of applications, not really marketing services per se. Uh, But what I found over time was that the marketing services is really a valuable thing for our clients. And we shifted work into that. We had at the time that I had to make this big decision, uh, a pretty heavy payroll of other kinds of programmers, people like me historically on, um, on staff, and they were working on these software projects. And what was happening is for a time we were really busy and then we weren't. So work slowed down. The new leads for that kind of software slowed down. The industry was changing. A lot of the work was going overseas for software development. It's just cheaper there. And I, I saw it affecting us. I saw those, those macro trends affecting us at a micro level. So our projects, all projects have an end date. By definition, there's a start date and right. an end date. So they have an end date. Our projects were coming to an end and we weren't seeing a whole lot of other projects coming to us. And so I had this kind of crisis that I knew was coming up. I had an expensive payroll and I didn't have a great way to pay for them. Now, at the same time over the past year or so, we had been getting more and more into digital marketing with other folks on the team. And between Christmas and New Year's one year, I sat down, I looked at the numbers and, and I had already decided that marketing was probably the future of the company, but I looked at the numbers and I realized all things being equal, 
for the yeah. next year that we we're about to go into without making any changes whatsoever, digital marketing was going to be profitable. And the other services were in the hole very quickly unless we got new work. And so when I looked at our sales pipeline, I realized it was not very full. I remember messaging my business partner, Kevin Daisy, and saying, in order just to break even on software development, and that was just one of several of these kinds of um, categories in our books, we're going to have to find, sell, do, and get paid for $700,000 of custom software development. And at the time, it was like, this is crazy. So I realized that we needed to get out of that business. But for me, that was my business. I was right. a software developer. I wasn't a marketer at the time, right? I had been studying it for a year or two, but that wasn't what was natural to me. I had 15 to 20 years of software business experience, but I realized that that was the change that the company and I required, not only for survival, but to thrive. And so we had to take a massive pivot and it was a big pivot. Now we're still in the technology realm. So it wasn't, you know, to the outside world, maybe it doesn't seem that big, but internally it was, and we had to change over our staff. It was a big, big change. So the big lesson, and by the way, it worked out well, but the big lesson learned for us was at the time we knew that doing nothing and just hoping for the best is one, what a lot of business owners do, and two, was the riskiest thing that we could do. We needed to take actually less risk by making a big pivot in the services that we offered. Okay. So so your major, I think there's a couple pieces of advice wrapped up in there. I think the first piece is don't just hope that your business will do well. Hope is not an answer. Hope is not a solution. Two is take an affirmative, and I think the way you're putting it, a very considered step. I mean, you were very intentional about what you moved into. It aligned with what you did, but it was a different, it, it, it took the skills that you had, the people that you had and redirected them. So you didn't have to retool your entire company. You just redirected the focus of the customer base and what you were providing. I guess I take away being, don't hope for success and be flexible. Yeah. Uh, and be considered when you're flexible. I don't know if I, I paraphrased what you said right, but I think that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna paraphrase it. So um, I mean that would that's pretty succinct and I appreciate that. So is there anything else you'd like to share with people out there? And obviously I will tell people if you're interested in digital marketing, array digital array digital com or arraylaw.com. Yeah, you go to ArrayLaw.com if you're a lawyer. Uh, we, we have our, our law, legal services there. Uh, but this is Array.com is the main website. Uh, there, there are there are two other things if I could touch on real quick. Yeah, touch on them, 100%. Sure. And, and I'll, I'll be quick about these. So the, the, the first thing that, that I've learned that the whole way through, and I've been self-employed for 12 years. Uh, Array yeah. Digital has been around for the last five years. But But one of the big things is question everything. Just question everything. So if someone comes to you and they say something like, well, everyone else in our industry does it this way, question it. Well, why? Why, 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 why? And just because other people do it that way does not mean that you have to do it that way. And here's an example. When I first went into business for myself, I, I came out of the government contracting world. I had done that for years. And so the way that you build clients in the government contracting world was you build once a month. And then you waited 
net 30, 30 days to get paid, which really meant you had to wait about 45 days to get paid. And, and so that that's what I did. But I started to question it like, I've got a lot of accounts receivable outstanding. Why, why, why am I waiting? Like, why am I, if I tell people 30 days, they're going to pay me in 30 days or 45 days. Why don't I tell them 14 days? And so I, I changed our policy to net 14. And, and I was surprised that no one really pushed back. Okay. Sure. There was, there was a different due date, but people, they write down when these bills are due and they're not going to pay early, right. you know? Right. And so then I changed it to net seven and my goal was to get to net zero. And so we've largely accomplished this by doing a lot of different things. We've, uh, we've implemented ACH payments. We send out, um, on the day that the invoice is due, we now hit the ACH or the credit card. And then, and then we send a sales receipt instead of sending an invoice. And this is all set up at the beginning of our client engagement. So it's, it's just an example of how you can question or you should question everything. And, and in the end, this is your business. You can do what you want. Now, it may not be received favorably in the marketplace, but you're not at the mercy of the way that everyone else does it. So question everything. Okay, great. And you said you had one more point too. Question everything. Did you have a third, a third? Thing? I do. Yeah. Okay. So, so this will be a, a little more digital marketing related. A lot of business owners uh, want to frankly kind of be behind the scenes. Uh, they'd rather send their people into combat, if you will, to like, you know, go shake hands and whatnot. Just different people have different personalities. I would encourage everybody that's a business owner or a general manager or management to, to always be promoting yourself. It's great when your clients will promote for you or they'll give you a testimonial, but right. you have to really make it a, a conscious effort to promote yourself as well and tell the world who you are, what you do, why you're the best awards you've received, and then continue to do that through multiple channels. So this is where marketing comes in. Our focus is digital marketing, but this goes back to traditional marketing, TV, radio as well, magazines. You got to get the word out there. And a lot of times in a lot of different channels, uh, you need to be omnipresent, which is kind of a buzzword in the industry, being everywhere all at once. So Get your name out there because if you're not promoting yourself, then it's there's not a, a real strong chance that you're doing a lot of promotion that you should be doing. Got it. Makes sense. So I've got the um, hope, don't hope and take action. And then the second one is question everything. And when you say question everything, you're particularly referring to the way that people do things in the industry or in your industry. Question it. Is there a better way? And then the third thing is um how would i summarize the third thing best um always be promoting always be i didn't want to say self-promoting always be uh always be positive about your your accomplishments don't be afraid don't be shy i don't know always be promoting i like that sometimes it's hard like for example in the legal industry if you say always be promoting a lot of lawyers because it's that kind of industry and maybe not with personal injury lawyers but at least in in this world it's hard for a lot of lawyers to be self-promoting. So it's it's I think it's a good piece of advice. And maybe the way to phrase that for for us in our little niche is always be promoting the law firm. Because I'll tell you, Eric, it's interesting. What I do that's been very effective as a lawyer, to your point about always be promoting, is I promote my partners. When somebody says, yeah. do you guys do M&A or do you do immigration? I'm like, my partner, Gerald Lamel, former 
director of Amnesty International. I, it, I go off about my partners. So it's really easy to promote someone else. It's harder to say, I'm Tom Dunlap and, you know, I'm a great lawyer. I used to be in the army yeah. and I write books about trademarks. And, you know, it's, it's weird to do that. It's hard to do. But it's easier if you're there with someone. And I don't know, one of the things that I've kind of chanced upon as a good way is make sure you go to any pitch meeting with another person. So <laughs> they can talk about, well, Tom here really knows that. That's a good else. idea. Because it's really hard, right, to point at yourself and be like, well, I really know this yeah. really well. Because it just sounds, you know, it's, 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 it, it, yeah, and no one wants to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't do that, right? But you're absolutely right. And that's a good point of clarification is you should always be promoting your firm. Now, if you want to self-promote, that's fine. But but really, it should be about your team. It should be about yeah. your firm, about your clients. You can promote your clients directly, right? Um, but like when we go into a lot of sales meetings with potential yeah. clients, we won't talk about how great we are. No one cares about me, right? But they care about my team, right? So right. although I may have profound knowledge in a particular area of digital marketing, I won't say that. I'll say my team, they're experts. As a matter of fact, I'll get you with the strategist. I'll get you with the specialist. They'll take yep. care of you. And that's the I truth. think that's very effective. Yep. So always be promoting your team. I love that. So Eric, fantastic. Thank you for joining me on the show. Uh, and thank you for having me on your show before. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, and everybody else, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Black Letter Podcast. Tom Dunlap, your host. Download us where you get your podcasts. Email me if you have an idea, thought, or comment. tdunlap at dblawyers.com. And visit blackletterstudio.com for notes links to Eric's websites, uh, and everything else about our show. We'll see you next time on the Black Letter Podcast. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.